Blog Talk Radio. Actually, supposed to go down in just 
it actually is going to go down probably within the next week or so. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the N- the NBA race for MVP. Uh, we're going to get it hot and heavy. Of course, I will not be doing this show alone. We'll be joined by my partners in crime. Let's bring on the fellas. Uh, first, the beat maker of the crew, the man who has, uh, quite frankly, has a hard time keeping those alligators down. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my man Beasy. Beasy, what up, though? What up, though? What's good, Kyle? What's good? Chilling, man. What's up with you? Uh, man, chilling, man. Just been freaking busy like crazy, man. Been busy last couple weeks and stuff. No doubt, man. You know my motto, man. Busy is always good. Busy yeah. is always good. Next up, man, got to bring in the point guard of the crew, my man FIFO. FIFO, what up? Yo, yo, what's good? Chilling, man. What's up with you? Man, chilling, man. Enjoying my day. Oh, you got a cold, man. Nah, man. I, yo, just like B, man. I've been going hard. <laughs> hey, don't do like Mike. He's trying to go hard in the paint. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, hey, Professor X, my man, Ken. Ken, what up? Fellas, what's good? What's good? What's good? What's good? Chilling, what's up with you, man? Yeah, yeah, we got oh, you. Oh, no, gotcha. man. All right, yeah, yeah, nothing, man. Just sitting there chilling, man. Um, you know, you know, just just doing some work, man. Getting ready for the show, man. It's a damn shame what what Cleveland was doing to the to, to the Boston Celtics, man. They had them boys by almost forty going into the fourth quarter, man. They 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 wrong for that. They wrong for that. And and it's wrong what Cleveland and Irvin do to Love every time whenever they play. Love can't do a damn thing when when the two of them on the court. But anyway, um, but yeah, man. Um, great. Crazy, crazy day, and uh, looking forward to uh, to getting the show on. Oh, look at no Atlanta doubt, no try, doubt. trying to make a comeback against the Houston Rockets. What's that? Okay. No, Atlanta was getting smashed by um, by the Rockets, man. They're they're trying to mount a comeback. They're down by four. Well, they were down by four. They're down by seven now. No, no doubt, no doubt. We'll keep it. We'll keep the scores coming in as you guys listen. Six four six four seven eight zero three five six is the phone number to call. Um, before we get started tonight's show, man, gotta uh, you know gotta actually start to show off a little somber news, man. Uh, basketball uh, just recently lost um, a guy who we all watched and uh, played in in the uh, in the early to mid nineties. Uh, Anthony Mason, former Nick, uh, he played several teams, but most notably with the New York Knicks. Um, uh, unfortunately, passed away at the age of forty eight due to uh, congestive heart failure. Uh, I mean, uh, if you saw Anthony Mason play. Uh, and I tweeted it out, man. Anthony Mason was the epitome of New York Knicks basketball. Uh, he was got six, seven, six, eight, or whatever, kind of undersized, but he could, he could handle. He was one of the, he was one of the you know first point forwards. Uh, just a, a bruiser, man. A guy who really epitomizes what the Knicks you know was all about: hard work, defense, tenacity, you name it. And that was Mason's game. You know, unfortunately, like I said, he passed away. At the, uh, at the at the very tender age of forty eight years old, um, quick thoughts are you from you guys on, on Anthony Mason, man? Ken, Hello? well, you know I feel like you know it, this has been weird, man, because it seems like we're losing a lot of guys we we watched growing up um, early. You know they don't they don't get a chance to to to, to um you know pass away at a, at an older age man and 
And um, one thing about, about Anthony Mason, man, was was he was kind of the guy that always seemed to make a play when you needed a play. You know, always did little random little plays where he'd get a rebound and get a key steal here. It was just always little stuff that just would irritate you. You know, and, yeah. I, and I remember watching him play because, you know, like, like if you look at his numbers, they were okay. They were perfect. They were good role player numbers. But he does, he always did all of those little things. He was tough. He was gritty. You know, he was perfect for that era of basketball. He couldn't play in this time. They would have ran him out of the league. But he was perfect for back then. And, and of course, everybody just remember him with, with New York, man, during that 90s time, man. And, and that's what I remember the most, man. He was just that guy that always seemed to to do something on the court that would help contribute to the Knicks winning in some kind of way, man. Um, and, and, and that was him, man. He, he always did whatever it took, man. And, um, you know, he didn't mind playing the role that he was given. So that was one of the things that, that I always admired about Anthony Mason. And it's always, you know, like when you're in the moment watching these guys, they kind of, you know, irritate you a little bit, especially if you're not like a Knicks fan. But you know, when it's all said and done, and you reflect back, you you kind of you kind of like, man, you know what? It, you know, a- Anthony Mason was all right, man. And, I, and you kind of re- and miss that, like Anthony Mason, Charles Oakley, yeah. um, um, uh, uh, Charles Smith. You know, guys like that, man. Those grimy guys that just that just did their part, and um, and you don't really, you know, you, you have it here and there, but it's it's kind of one of the things that we're missing. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel in, in today's today's NBA a little bit, but um, you know, I, I, I you know, reflecting back, man, it, it was it was good to really watch him play. No doubt, FIFA or B, you guys want to add anything before we move on? Man, um, you know, living in Chicago and watching all of the six championships happen in that city, naturally, you know, I, I, I watched a lot of New York Knicks, and even back then, I, I felt like. Anthony Mason was their glue. Uh, Patrick Ewing was their best player. John Starks was their spark plug and all of those bigs and that tenacity. But Anthony Mason was their most versatile guy. He was big, physical, but he could also take the bigs away from the basket and hit about a 15-foot jump shot. It was ugly, but, you know, he, he could make it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he was the first big man that I ever seen really handle the rock and you know, be able to do multiple things on the court, or at least one of the first ones that I could remember. So, you know, um, it's sad. Um, You know, like Ken said, there are a lot of dudes that we grew up watching that are, you know, going away too soon, you know, like Jerome Kersey as well. I remember watching him play. Um, So, you know, man, it's just, it's unfortunate, but that's part of life. You know, there's a beginning and there's an end. And while he was here, he was cherished, and he'll also be missed while he's gone. No, no doubt. What about you, B? Oh, man. Uh, Anthony Mason, he's, you know, not saying that, you know, uh, that uh, Dennis Rodman was like a, like a super to score, but like, you know, I, Dennis Rodman got a lot of, got under a lot of guys' skin, you know, playing mm-hmm. ball. But he was the first guy that I remember seeing that he, you, Dennis Rodman couldn't save Anthony Mason. Anthony Mason right. used to stand <laughs> right. in the court and be waiting for Dennis Rodman. He was waiting for every, any antics that Dennis Rodman had prepared for him and then never cracked Anthony Mason. He was one of the first guys that I've seen him go up against Rodman and he did not he didn't he didn't back down. Like he didn't let Rodman get get in his head. And that that's one thing I do remember by him the most is that like 
I used to be like, man, Rodney used to get on the Karl Malone skin, used to get on the Charles Barkley skin, you know, used to get on Kevin Hale. You know, like, all these power forwards and forwards, you got to get on their skin. But Anthony Mason, he was like, dude, what, what are you doing? Like, like, dude, like, seriously, like, that didn't pay him. So that's one thing I do remember. I mean, Ken touched on some good points, too, that I was going to say. But, yeah, that's just one thing I do. And another thing I remember that sticks out like a sore thumb is that he, he didn't let Rodney get under his skin. When Rodney used to get under everybody's skin. No doubt, no doubt. That, that's that's a great point. I forgot all about that. Um, he would definitely be missed, man. Uh, rest in peace, Anthony Mason and uh, his family, uh, friends, and, and his fans all across the world. So definitely rest in peace. Uh, the phone number to call in, 646-478-0356. Again, 646-478-0356. Um, we were going to open up this show talking about the MVP race. And we're going to talk about that because that's that's hot and heavy. We just saw a game on Sunday that a lot that between two MVP candidates in LeBron James and James Harden, aka Mr. Kick in the Nuts. Um, but we're going to take we're going to get to that in a second. Uh, there was some breaking news about a little more than an hour ago. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, are prepared to trade, and the trade has been set. It just cannot happen at least until next week because the actual NFL calendar year will have begun. But the Philadelphia Eagles uh, will trade away all-pro running back LaShawn Shady McCoy to the Buffalo Bills, and the Bills will receive linebacker Tico Alonzo. Um, I know many of you listening right now are probably thinking, who the hell is Kiko Alonso? Uh, <laughs> which is what I said because when the trade came across my phone, I said, well, who the hell is Kiko Alonso? Kiko Alonso is a very prominent linebacker, a very promising linebacker, uh, and he is um, – but he's not a all-pro. He's, he's a guy that was um, had a great rookie season. He is actually coming off a, uh, a ACL tear. So he is uh, – Damaged goods, if you will, uh, and he missed the entire 2014 season. Um, he was also a guy who finished second among defense of the, the year uh, rookie rookie defense of the year voting um, in 2013. Uh, he's leaving the Buffalo Bills and headed to the Philadelphia Eagles, and in return, new head coach for the Buffalo Bills, Rex Ryan, is going to get one of the, and I think we all probably agree. A top five, if you even if you don't put him in the top five, top ten running back in Shady McCoy. Um, so that being said, FIFA, what what do you make of this trade, man? Um, I think so far what I could conclude is that maybe Chip Kelly's a little bit off his rocker. Um, you know, he 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 got final say so on all roster moves. Um, there's been speculation of him trying to move up to get Mariota. Now he's moving arguably his best player. He got rid of his best wide receiver last year. And I don't know if I can say that Philly is moving in the right direction. Um, I don't know what the basis of the team is anymore. So, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just about to watch and see um, if, if, if he's right or if he's just, you know, um, just expediting his time before they get rid of him. So I think it's interesting. I think Philadelphia um, going into the season is becoming an interesting story. And one, one caveat I forgot to mention is that uh, Kiko Alonso actually played at Oregon under Chip Kelly when Chip Kelly was at Oregon. So he knows the guy. They have a relationship. Um, 
I mean, I, I know that matters for something, but still. Uh, I, you know, I'm still kind of dumbfounded by this whole trade. Uh, before I have to give my two cents, Beezy, what, what, what's your take on it, man? I mean, Kiko Alonso for Shady McCoy. Man, I, I, I don't. I mean, what, what, what the hell is Philadelphia doing? Like, what are they, what are they <laughs> trying to do? Giving up, you know, arguably, you know, I think well, we ranked in the top three easily uh, running backs in the league, and they trade him. I don't when know. We did our top five. He was a, he, when we did our top five. Yeah, he was, he was in, I think, all of our top five. Yeah, he, top three. I think, I think most of us have like, you know, it was either one. I mean, not one, but like two or three. I know you and Ken had AP, but um, right. yeah. Yeah, man, I I, I I don't know what to make of. I need where's Q, man? I need answers, man. I need answers. Q, Q's gonna where, call in. He, he's gonna call in. Six man, you know he's calling like, in. Yeah, I'm like, what? Is there some cap space that we don't know about that Philadelphia is, is hurting at or something? Like, what, what the, what's going on, man? I need answers, man. I, I feel like I feel like kind of man. I need answers. <laughs> Ken, what about you, man? What's your take on uh, Kiko Alonso for Shady McCoy? You know what? When 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 I first saw it, I, I thought I was dreaming. I thought I actually fell asleep and taking a nap on the couch uh, because it 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 just didn't make sense to me. Because you know, I was like, "When the hell is Kiko Alonso?" And and um and I understood once I looked it up that you know he was rookie of the year or something like that, uh, defensive rookie of the year, and the guy can actually play. But then he had an ACL injury. So the only thing I could think at the time was that Chip, Chip Kelly has lost his damn mind. You know, you want to sit here and trade a guy who you could argue is aging and approaching his prime for a young talent, but you're also taking a flyer on a guy that's young that has an ACL tear, and you don't know how that right. will reset itself once he comes back to the league. You know, it, it may be fine, it may not. And we know that we're in 2015, and and modern science has, has been able to do wonders for for people. We, we we've seen that evident in the uh, NBA. But you know, uh, for you to sit here and try to try to take a, a, a that chance on a guy who was third in the league in rushing for a guy that didn't play at all last year is crazy, and. A lot of people could argue that his production was down last year, and right. and I'm one of the guys because I drafted him. He was on my fantasy team, and he was killing yep, me, and yep. <laughs> got on my damn nerves. But uh, and you could and you complained about Shady all year. <laughs> yeah, I went training for a damn Kiko Alonso. Right, right. <laughs> you know right. what? Because you can look at this and say, you know what? Sproles came in and he impacted Shady's numbers. We all right. saw what Shady did a year. Ago and prior to that, the doc, the guy can flat out. He, he's a, he's a legit threat, and I've always argued that when when he was playing with Michael Vick, that they should have given the ball to him more, and Michael Vick was to be playing in Philadelphia if they did, but they wanted to turn Michael Vick into a hero and got him beat up. So um, the guy still has has it in the tank, man, and 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 he's electric. You don't trade a guy like that for an unknown, a guy that. You know, has only done it once in the league, which is one of the arguments people had against me in putting um, um, that guy from from Green Bay on my running back list. Um, <laughs> that guy. Shit, I can't, I can't remember his name. <laughs> Eddie Lacy. You know, but yeah. So, so, and you know, watching 
watching you know him that year kind of made sense. So now you got a guy who had a great year, but then he got hurt. And injuries are tough to recover from, and you traded him just to get under the cap space. Are you kidding me? But you, do you? And first of all, you don't you don't even have a quarterback. So now you have flat. You have absolutely nothing. You don't have a quarterback. You don't have a running back. Right. You got rid of Trent Cole. You don't have your your defense. Yeah, it's okay. we didn't mention Trent Cole. You know what? What are you doing? So remember last a couple of weeks ago, we were like, yeah, you know, maybe they should get rid of the assets to give up, you know, to go get Mariota. Uh, negative. I wouldn't trust Chip Kelly to run any organization I have after doing something like this, unless he knows something. I don't know. Obviously, he does because he's there. But um, but yeah, man, I, I, he's there making the decision. Only I'm like B. I'm waiting on Q to come because I don't understand it. You can give me all the <laughs> money in the world, but you still need players that want to come there and play. So I, here, Here's my take, man. And you did mention they, they did free up some cap money as well by getting rid of Trent Cole, uh, who was said to make $11.625 million, and cornerback Kerry Williams who would have counted for $8.17 million against the cap. So they, they have Philadelphia in, them, in making this move. They have cleared away some cap space. I will give them that. Um that being said, I just I, it doesn't make sense to me because for one, and, and and I've seen the tweets and people saying, well, you know, Shady had a down year. Maybe he had a down year because he had two bumps behind him at quarterback. You know, you ever thought about that? And and Philadelphia is from what? And I, I I'll be the first to admit I haven't seen a whole lot. I didn't see a whole bunch of Philadelphia football last week last year. But you know, their offensive line has been banged up, and I'm not making excuses for McCoy. I will say this much: You don't get rid of a if for a top five back. You got to get more than a guy coming off an ACL injury. An ACL injury for a guy who still is not a proven commodity. He was, you know, uh, you know top vote getter for like rookie of the year, defense rookie of the year. I mean, that's fine, that, but that's one year. I need, you know, if I'm going to get rid of Shady, I, I got to get something in return. And I just don't think the Eagles got anything in return. And coupled with the fact that this guy played for Chip Kelly at Oregon, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It, I think it, this was this was a dumb move. I mean, you know, and I've seen I, <laughs> I've seen some Eagles fans on Twitter uh, talking about they they're done with Chip Kelly, they're done with the Eagles, and I've seen some up applaud the move. I don't understand how anyone can applaud this move when you just that the thing is the unknown. And with with Kiko Alonso, you just don't know what you're going to get. You know what you had before he had an injury, but keep in mind, ACL in basketball and an ACL injury in football are two totally different injuries, especially for someone like a linebacker who is constantly getting his knees chopped at. Nah, man, you, you, don't, you don't give up. You get, you get more. If he had gotten draft picks or something like that, then I could, I could kind of make a case for it. But, I mean, that, that's just a dumb move to me. I didn't. I can't figure it out. Hopefully, you know, Eagles fans will help us figure it out. Uh, let's jump to the phone line. Six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Let's go. <laughs> let's go to two one five two one five. You're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? This Janae. Hey y'all. Janae, hey, what's what's up? up? What up? Hello, Janae. Hey, how y'all doing? Um, can y'all hang right. Two weeks in a row. Q yet? No, Q. Q is he's he up next. It. We we got we to gotta get ladies on first now. You know how we do. No, 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 I need to hear Q first. Maybe if he makes some sense of it, I won't be as mad. 
Oh, oh, bring them on. Let's let's get everybody on the line. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's break you Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the six man, resident Eagles fan, resident Sixers fan. Our boy Q. Q, what up? <laughs> oh man. Oh man. All right. Oh, so what's up, everybody? Everybody what's having up, a man? good night so far. You, 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 you the Eagles man, fan, so well. We got you oh. and Janae on, y'all the Eagles fans. Make some sense of this, Q. Uh, tell us what, you, what your thought process is. Before you, all right, I got you. I got you. Simple as this. Everybody calm down. Everybody calm down. I want to reiterate. We don't care, Q. Eagles, the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, last time I checked, have no Super Bowls. Correct? Can we all agree on yes. that? We have, we have no Super Bowls, all right? Chip Kelly, from the very beginning, has said that he wants his guys. He doesn't want Andy Reid's guys. LaShawn McCoy was scheduled to make $12 million this year. He's going to be 27 going into this season. When you start to hit the 28, 29, 30 mark, you start to lose your production. And Chip Kelly has often said that LaShawn runs from east to west way too much. He's not a Marshawn Lynch. He's not, he's not a guy who can stiff arm. He's not a guy who, you know, can break a game open by himself. He needs the hole there so he can do stuff in, in space. So the reason why you trade him for Kiko Alonso, one, Kiko Alonso knows the system. He can come up right in. He knows the scheme, and he fits. He was, a, he was an Oregon guy. He is a guy who is a potential pro bowler when healthy. He came in and he made, like, I believe the third most tackles. Has, has he ever made a pro bowl Q? I don't believe he has, but I believe he came okay. in and he made the third most tackles, like, in the league that year, in his rookie year. He had a slight ACL tear on a drill. Because it won't, trust me, as soon as, I, as soon as this trade happened, I went and researched everything. He had a slight ACL tear. It wasn't a, it wasn't a career damaging tear. It was a slight ACL tear, and by a precautionary medical injury or whatever, they said that they were going to keep him out for that year so he can recover. He wanted out because he felt the defense was not going to suit him. And when he can line up along Michael Kendrick in that in that D line, he's going to be okay. So we got a Pro Bowler who. Might a, a potential pro bowler who's 24 for a running back when, when we know the NFL's commodity for running backs. And let me go through the names in the draft because everyone's fucking flipping out and going crazy and shit. Amir Abdullah is a third-round pick projected, and he's a he's a running back who we could get. Todd Gurley tore his ACL. He's probably going to slip to the second round. You have Chris Polk, who I believe is a great player. You have Melvin Gordon, who might not even go the first round because you have the running backs. We just signed Brad Jones from the Green Bay Packers, so everyone's fishing about Trent Cole. Trent Cole was like 32, 33, 34 in that range, and he was asking for more money. Then we told him he has to restructure. He said, all right, fine, but then the deal did not fall through. We have Darren Sproles, who legitimately looked better than LaShawn McCoy last year. And to bring this all together, Chip Kelly wants his program to have a bunch of guys who can run. He, has, he needs guys who can run and guys who can hit. We are going to cut D'Amico Ryans and Riley Cooper, those two guys that we do not need. We have $40.1 million in cap space. That is enough room to sign Devin McCourty, Byron Maxwell from Seattle, and Randall Cobb. And we are going to get Marcus Mariota because my sources are telling me the same guy who, who said for weeks before it happened that Deshaun Jackson was going to get, get cut, he said a deal is going to happen. So y'all have to calm down. You have to think about the future because we have no rings. Let this man Chip Kelly do what he's going to do. 
if he if if it flies, great. If it fails, we're right back where we were with no rings. So why are we acting like we're wrecking the franchise when we have no rings to begin with? Let the man build his program and let's see what happens. I'm on board. Everyone else should be as well. Okay, Janae, you wanna you wanna you wanna chime in on this? Man, all right, listen, I hear you, and uh, I'm glad I listened to you first before I said what I had to say. <laughs> but um, I think I'm just more emotional about it because I've been an Eagle fan since I was in the womb, and I want I want rings. Like I'm tired of supporting the Eagles year in and year out. And we get nothing for it. Like I get mm-hmm. he want his he want to bring in his people to you know win the chip, but I don't care about you wanting to bring in your people. Keep the best people to, and that you already have and get your chip that way. Like I I I don't I don't know. I'm just like I was defense just, is emphasis for for us this off season. Last off season we so we had Bradley Fletcher and Kerry Williams. Would you rather see Bradley Fletcher get literally just demolished by Dez Bryant every Sunday, or would you rather us get Devin McCourty and Byron Maxwell? But there's no guarantee in you getting those guys, though, okay? There, I guarantee you Byron Maxwell will be an Eagle this Tuesday. <laughs> I guarantee you. I guarantee you Byron Maxwell is an Eagle this, this, this Tuesday. There's no way you have $40 million in cap space and you do not make a move. It's going to happen. Everyone has everyone's emotional because we love LaShawn McCoy and I was like for a minute. But then I was like, you know what, I'm a Sixers fan, so I'm used to these type of moves. So I was like, let me go ahead and break it down, these analytics and un- try to understand. To the outside looking in, oh my god, you traded LaShawn McCoy. But when you were paying twelve million for a running back and this is one of the deepest running back drafts that we've had in the last few years, and people like CJ Spiller who will possibly take less and twelve million for a three-year contract, then you're 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 then you're taking a gamble, but the upside is much greater than what you're giving up. You're you're giving up a guy who doesn't put fear in the hearts of linebackers unless he's in space. And if we can get a guy who can rush through the hole and make moves in space, like a Demarco Murray, a Marshawn Lynch, a Le'Veon Bell. By the way, Le'Veon Bell was in the second round, I believe, out of Michigan State. There are ways to build through this. If this all goes away when free agency comes up. It all goes away. Everyone's acting emotional, but just calm down, bro. Just calm down. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I'm just tired of Eagles making, like, moves like this, and then by the time the Super Bowl comes, we don't have nothing to show for it. It's just been an ongoing thing, and, like, I'm just tired of it. Yeah, I know. I've been, I've been sick of the Eagles since last year and how they did the show, but we won't get into that because I'll get real emotional. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get real emotional on that shit, but, um, yeah. I was kind of hoping that, you know, maybe this season I'll come back around and, you know, support the Eagles again with my full heart and not be mad no more, but this shit fucked me up. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> side-eyeing. I'm side-eyeing the whole organization. Like, I'm, I'm just tired of it. Well, we're going to see what happens. It's it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But right now, the emotions are definitely high. Q might be the only Eagles fan that I know that has put a positive spin on it. Look, I'm on on bleedinggreennation.com, and that's that's the SB site for everyone. And I'm going to give you the poll right now. All right. The the thread title is, do you approve of the the LaShawn McCoy trade? 
Let me tell you the numbers right now. I'm not the only person. The people who understand. All right. So the the poll is 2,542 yeses to 900 noes. 2,000 people to 900 people saying yes. 70% of the site. Well, you, well, you got to remember website. too, too that, that you're, you're talking about you're talking about fans that you know your fans and, and I and I get what you're saying too also about the you know Chip Kelly wanting to to, to guys in his program. The yeah. the problem is is that in the NFL, unlike college, you don't get four or five years. You get three, maybe four years max. And if it doesn't work, they get your ass up out of there. I mean, it's not you, you're not going to have that kind of you're not going to have that kind of time. Um, it's going to be interesting to see, man. It, it, it is definitely going to be interesting to see how it all plays out um, because, and, and I get it because, yeah, Shady McCoy has, he, he, he did have a down year last year, but again, you have to look at the talent that was around or lack thereof. If you don't have a quarterback in this league, you can't win, period. And Mark Sanchez, come on, man. You, you That's what I'm saying. Sanchez. I mean, we're not going to win with Mark Sanchez and Nick Foles at quarterback. So let this man make his Okay, so if you're not going to win with Mark Foles, Mark, if you're not going to win with Sanchez and Foles, and your offensive line was subpar at best, it doesn't matter who you put back there running back. I can understand not wanting to pay $12 million for Shady McCoy, but at the same time, you trade him for a linebacker coming off of ACL. That just, ugh. Like, why not give him Riley Cooper from the jump? <laughs> Why you gotta give Lashawn a for who the f is Kiko the current currently lying? Like I don't know who he is. Yeah, you gotta. Why, why, why not give some Cooper for Kiko if he came off the of, We're probably uh, gonna cut Cooper. Huh? We're, we're probably gonna cut Riley Cooper. Riley, Riley Cooper. There's an exception yeah, coming. In, where I think it's coming in June, where you can cut a player who's under contract. And we have to cut three players, so I think he'll be among one of those players. And we're going to draft a wide receiver, or we're going to sign one. So I mean, they're like people are not looking at the bigger picture. These holes are going to be filled. We so we, we let go of Kerry Williams, Todd Harriman, who I believe is like 33. There there are good guards in this draft. There are a lot of pieces that can plug right in and be good for our team. You know, a lot of people the say, "Oh, why you let go?" Been, the bigger picture is Super Bowl ring, right? Yeah, the bigger picture is being in Super Bowls and winning them, not not just going. And I, They're and being I assume and for all these seasons, that has been the bigger picture. All the moves they make, all the all the deals that they do, is to get a ring. And we still don't have any. And you get rid of a top three running back, and that's supposed to increase our chances of getting a Super Bowl. Ring? And you and you didn't get a pick for it. That's the thing too, Q. You didn't get a pick for him. That that's the thing. You, that you can't get a pick head. for him. Because his contract huh? will only demand you, you literally could not get a pick for him. No, I, I know that's what, what I'm saying. I mean, if 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 I if yesterday if I told you that you were going to get rid of Shady McCoy and you weren't going to get a draft pick in, in the process, you would have you would have looked at me like I was crazy. Not really, because he's got he's got all that money on the books already, and at most he's going to command a third round pick. So you might as well get him for a guy who is going to be a good player if he stays healthy. And I think he will say a slight ACL tear in this day and age. That's not that concerning to me. If he's like, well, you know, if he, healthy, that's always the point. Yeah, right? of course. I mean, for yeah, if anyone stays healthy, they're going to be good. Yeah. It's not it's not a matter of it's not a matter of oh look at the names 
this is a terrible trade. You have to look at the bigger picture. The bigger picture is trying to win the Super Bowl. The bigger picture, and by the way, LaShawn McCoy always complained about Chip Kelly's practices, but that's a that's completely besides the point. We're trying to bring in guys who don't have big, outspoken personalities, and that's what, and that's what Chip, 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 Chip Kelly wants. Whether you agree with it or not, that's what Chip Kelly wants. He doesn't want a, a Deshaun Jackson. You know, he doesn't want those guys who are going to come in and be either a locker room problem or a person who is, you know, going to be against going against the grain of our system. We, so we need guys who are going to be able to make plays night in, night out. And we need people who are going to do it on good money. So I believe we're going to re-sign Demi Macklin. I believe that we're going to make a big splash in free agency. And I believe that the draft is going to be a very exciting night. All these holes are going to be plugged up. And everyone's when season starts, is going to be like, okay, perhaps we could work with this. Let me throw out one name before I get off. Justin Forsett. Justin Forsett. C.J. Anderson. DeMarco Murray before he became what he is. These guys came in and they they wrecked the league with their with their numbers. Their numbers were ridiculous. People were like, who is C.J. Anderson? He comes in and he looks like, you know, one of the best running backs. Justin Forsett comes in he almost beats New England along with Flacco. You know what I'm saying? These are guys who are undrafted free agents. The running back position is not as valued as it once was. So giving up a top three back who cannot go north and south like a Marshawn Lynch, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it because what it represents is closer to what we ultimately desire. And that's why I'm going to leave it at. You know what I feel like? Go ahead, Janae. I feel like, you know, that baby hey, mama that stayed down <laughs> and he won't put a ring on it. That's what I feel like right now. Like, I feel like that girl that just loves a man so much and he just keeps doing dumb shit after dumb shit after dumb shit. And I just, like, just stay down with him anyway, hoping that he'll give me a ring. Get it off your chest, bro. All right. Yeah, this um, I want. This is about the Des Bryant situation. 
for the record, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what happened. Um, I'm rooting for him. I think that man deserves his money. Um, I don't think it's nothing, but we've seen this happen before and a lot recently. Um, so I wanted to put this out there. Is it okay for an athlete to be punished for some shit that they did, I don't know, five, six years ago, it's especially if they went through the legal process and nothing happened or they deemed it was nothing inappropriate? People, you want to jump on that one first? Can I have you repeat the question? I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, basically what I was asking, in reference, in reference to the death situation in this alleged tape, I was asking, um, do you think it's your right to punish a guy or an athlete in general for something that may have happened five or six plus years ago, even though they went through the legal process, there's in this scenario, didn't even get arrested, like nothing happened, nothing was brought up. No parties are saying anything. Apparently it was nothing. But do you think it's right an athlete to be punished over that, especially for something that happened so long ago. Nah, nah, it's not right, especially if they went through the legal process. If the legal process says that you're innocent, and even though that video might be, you know, a little bit questionable, man, you got to leave that in the past, man. Don't keep bringing that up. What has Des Bryant done really since he's been in the league? Nothing. He's been pretty good. I, you know, right. the off-the-field stuff really hasn't been an issue, hasn't um, affected him on the field. So for me, especially in that situation, nah, man, that should not affect anybody, um, you know, that's included in that, man. That, that, that's just messed up. And I think ways of just trying to get rid of people or using it as negotiation tactics to try to get a, a better player for cheaper. So to me, that's just cheap. It, it shouldn't count. Do you want to touch that, Ken? Yeah, I'm 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 with I'm with people okay, okay. on this one, man. Um, if, if this tape has has anything to do with what happened between Dez and his mom, then I, I think we should we should um, let it go, man. Because I think you're 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 slightly entering into to double jeopardy because um, you know, and I can't necessarily remember the results of what happened um, as far as the NFL's punishment. Um, or even if you was he was he ever punished for that? Something happened with that, right? When, when that well, all think, went down, I right? I think this particular case, this isn't something that happened with his mom. And what we're talking about is a rumor oh. of, about a tape about some an incident that happened at a Walmart back in 2011 between Des Bryant and his current girlfriend, I guess, uh, where allegedly you know he struck her and dragged her by the hair. But there's no evidence of this tape even existing. But the rumor is is that there's a tape and that it's far, far worse than the Ray Rice video. But we still not have not seen the tape. And it looks, from the outside looking in, it looks as if Dallas, you know, used this against Des Bryant to some degree. But I'll touch on that in a second. But I just want to give everybody an idea as to what we're talking about. But, yeah, Ken, if this was something between he and his then-girlfriend, maybe not his mother. Oh hey, man! Um, wow, that 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 kind of uh, complicates this a little bit. Then, um, hey, Ken, Ken, yeah, it came out. I, I'm sorry. I just wanted to uh, give some info on that as well. According to the uh, police officer on the scene, Dez actually didn't do anything. It was an argument between his then girlfriend and a male friend of hers. What uh, what had happened? Or according to the report, what had happened was Dez came there. She called him to pick her up after she was arguing with the dude and all that's on the tape well what they're saying is on the tape is her leaving with him 
Um, right. There, there, there were there were no reports of her being injured at all, even Greg. Yeah, yeah. They, now, they the, there was different rumors going around, but ultimately that there was no charges filed. There was no there was just statements taken, and that was it. So that's about as far as it went. Right. Well, you know, my my father-in-law always say no 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 cowboys cowboys don't go to jail in Texas. So you know, <laughs> this, this uh, well, I, I don't find that surprising. <laughs> What's up? Um, go ahead, Kent. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I, I don't know, man. I think if the if there is a tape and the tape comes out and it's showing that he was violent towards uh, her and the female, as they were alleging then um, unfortunately I think the NFL would be forced to take action even though it's unfair towards Des Bryant because it was an incident that happened um, years ago that that didn't really lead to any type of um, court, you know, uh, issue, you know, type of punishment. So I, I think that would be unfair, but I think because of what happened last, last year with Ray Rice, you know, and and all of the things that's happened afterwards with Kurt Busch and Chris Jones and right. and and Greg Hardy and all these people that are constantly getting in trouble. Uh, Adrian Peterson, I think the NFL hand will be forced if there's visual evidence that people actually see, and that that will drive them to take action against Daz Bryant. I'm totally with you, Kyle. I definitely think this was used as uh, some strong arm negotiating tactics. Um, as well as FIFO, uh, he brought it up uh, also. Um, but, you know, I, I, wh- whether I agree with it or not, I think that the NFL hands will be forced to take some action against Des Bryant. I think it's messed up. I don't agree with it. I don't like it at all. But the only thing I could do is, is, is I hope and urge that all the NFL players that are out there, and, and anybody actually that plays on a professional level, just continue to just try their best to stay out of trouble because uh, this could hurt something that you've worked your whole life to obtain. So, um, right. so that's where I'm at with it. But I, I you know, to answer the question, I don't, I don't think it's it's right. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. What about you, B? Um, about the whole Dan Bryant thing. Uh, yeah. I have, to be honest with you, I mean, I just haven't really followed it. Except, man, I just heard y'all make some points about it. I mean. The only football news I know about recently that I've been paying attention to was uh, Marshawn Lynch. This whole situation. Right, about right, right. We're going to talk about but, uh, that, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, uh, so I don't really know the exact super details about the Dez Bryant You know thing. what? It, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's more rumor innuendo than anything else. I think, and just to uh, finish up the point and agree with Ken and FIFA, I think mm-hmm. where the NFL is now from a PR perspective, they, and even though this is something that happened or didn't happen in 2011, to answer your question, AJ, uh, Des Bryant could get penalized for it uh, severely. If if there were a tape of him beating up a woman, yeah, he, he could do you know some NFL time. He, sh- he could be suspended. He could be fined. He could be cut. Uh, if it's as bad as you know, some rumors had alleged it to be. That being said, should it happen? No, it shouldn't happen. Um, but I, I will say this much, and I, I, I remember uh, Adam Schefter from ESPN mentioned that he's been trying to get more on the story since September. So if Adam Schefter knew about a story or about a tape or an incident that may have happened or, may, or didn't happen, rest assured the Cowboys did too. Keep in mind, there was no mention of this by any cowboy, anybody in the media, or anything else like this. 
these last mm. few weeks, we knew that it was coming up to the time where they were go- they were going to franchise Des Bryant. And Dallas knew that they were going to franchise Des Bryant. Des Bryant probably knew. To me, this looked like a PR move by the Cowboys, by their organization, to kind of soften the blow as to franchising him because they don't have to give him a long-term deal. They, they What they're trying to do is they're going to try to get Romo to restructure his deal. They're going to try to – they know ultimately – Murray can, can can demand a lot more on the open market, but Murray ultimately wants to stay in Dallas, so they're going to try to get him a little cheaper than they you know than they probably would anywhere else, and that's how they and they still have some other pieces on defense they didn't want to re-sign, um, so they they're going about it you know a shady kind of way I think, uh, but it just that's the way it looks to to answer your question AJ I think that's that's the way it looks to me it looks like Dallas is trying to you know soften the blow. You know, to keep Dez from spazzing out about being franchised because no, nobody wants to be franchised. Um, yeah, he's going to make thirteen million dollars next year, but there's no guarantee in, a, after that. So um, it, that's what I put on it. I, I think it's something that you know, I'm, and I'm not going to say that the Cowboys created because something could have happened. But the fact that this became a this was a story all this time, and we're just now hearing hearing about it, I, I smell I smell a rat. Yeah, that's that's really screwed up. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, but um, I uh, on to something a bit more positive. I know you guys mentioned earlier about the uh, that great game between uh, Harden and uh, LeBron and the Cavs and the Rockets. But during it, uh, when it was over, they started bringing up the MVP candidates. So I just wanted to ask y'all: Was there any player in particular who kind of you felt underperformed this year? And they didn't necessarily have to be MVP candidates, but there's somebody who you thought would, like, really step up and enter the conversation, kind of like Steph Curry did, because, I mean, his numbers kind of are actually similar to what he had last year, but I just don't remember him being this explosive, uh, especially for a guy his size. So I was really impressed with him. But, um, yeah, was, was there anybody you felt like, A, uh, who surprised you, and B, who, uh, who let you down, or just didn't perform as good as you thought they would? Um, for me, uh, let me down, and I don't, I know he's been injured, and he's you know they're going to shut him down. Carmelo, um, I thought with the contract, I thought the Knicks would be a lot better than they are, and I mean the Knicks are god awful, and <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> and I feel I feel bad for Carmelo because I actually like Carmelo, and I've spent a lot of time on social media defending Carmelo, even though I hate the Knicks. Uh, that being said, I I just I expected a bigger season. I expected him to have a MVP type of season, and it, it hadn't worked out. Um, as far as biggest surprise, I would probably say uh, Clay Thompson. I, I didn't I, I know he was a bad boy. I didn't know he was this good. Um, and he one thing I, I think that I've seen that that he doesn't get enough credit for is that he actually plays both ends of the court. He 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 can defend very well. Um, so I think probably for me the biggest surprise would be Clay Thompson. What about you, FIFO? I would take his um, his splash brother and Steph Curry. I, I didn't think he was okay. going to take this big of a jump. Um, I, I I think if anybody would have told me, yo, Steph Curry's going to be the best point guard next year, you know, coming into this year, I would have been like, uh, I don't know. I got to see what he's going to do. Um, even, you know, with his comments this, this summer um, coming into the season saying that he was a better offensive player than LeBron, I said, uh, I don't know, he might have put his, his foot in his mouth, but like I've been saying all year, man, he's been he's been able to prove that. So I definitely think Steph Curry's my biggest, um, my biggest surprise. What about you, uh, B? 
biggest surprise will be Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy okay. Butler kind of, and, may, and maybe just because of you know the play of Derrick Rose, we, you know Derrick Rose play is not as good as some people expected for it to be, and Jimmy Butler just took charge, and the way he's been scoring is like. Yeah, he, he's like taking it to another level. Like I said, I don't know if it's because he you know he has to, and he you know he don't have Derrick Rose that hundred percent Derrick Rose. But yeah, Jimmy Butler, man, he, he stepped this game up another level. This I didn't think he was gonna you know take it up a notch. Like like kind of like the same way I felt about him is like how uh, people, I mean, me and people talked about this. How like Kawhi Leonard, it was like okay, Kawhi Leonard game is like you know pretty much about to be at his ceiling, and it probably won't get any better. But that's how I feel with right. Jimmy Butler. I'm like, well, damn, but Jimmy Butler. Show me a lot more in the Arsenal, and, and I think that's good. So he's definitely my surprise player. Um, disappointing player, I would I would have to go with my homie um, CP3. I think, and I, and I said this all season, it seems like he just ha- hasn't been himself. Well, he's been in the funk all season, in the funk all season. So I don't know what's going on, but he's been balling since Blake Griffin been gone. So I will say that. But, like, just as a season as a whole, he's has he hasn't been, like, that number one or number two best point guard that I know he could be this season. So that would be a disappointment, you know. It, it's not like he's having an awful season. He just seemed like ah, some games he just don't seem like he's interested. What about you, Ken? Biggest surprise and biggest disappointment? Um, I would say my biggest surprise is uh, Paul Gasol, man. I, I didn't know he had a he was a walking double double, you know, based on how you know he finished his career in in Los Angeles. But um, to put up what eighteen and 18 and, uh, what, what is it, 11 or so um, a, a game, man? No, 18 and 12, you know, in Chicago mm-hmm. with, with all of those. You're talking about Joaquin Noah. Like, he's making Joaquin Noah's numbers uh, look bad, you know, because um, he's playing he's playing as as well as he is. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I, Paul Gasol, man, what a, what a resurgence uh, this year for, for him. Um, I, disappointment, I, I don't know if it's necessarily – a disappointment, but I am a little surprised by Dirt Nowitzki's play this year because um, it just don't seem like he even has it in the tank anymore. Um, he's like his shot used to be wet. Now he's missing more shots uh, than he used to. Um, he, he's not playing as many minutes, and I know they're trying to monitor his minutes, but he, he just doesn't look like the Dirt Nowitzki we all know. You know from from you know, the years past. So um, I, I'll throw him on the list because I've just been shocked by by his play. No doubt, no I'll doubt. You hey, well, as always, yeah. AJ, thanks for calling in, brother. We definitely appreciate it, man. All right, thanks a lot, guys. You'll be good work. Peace. All right, peace. peace. Phone number AJ calls 646 Man, appreciate the love. Every week the phone lines are lighting up. We're going to jump to all the calls. Let's go to, oh, we got two from seven 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 three eight zero three seven seven three eight zero three. You're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jockman. Jockman, what's going on, man? I'm doing good. I'm uh, doing better after uh, last Tuesday, which may have been one of the worst days in Chicago sports history. Losing <laughs> Derrick Rose and, even worse, Patrick Kane. To injury, right? Fun. Um, what you got for us tonight, man? Uh, at least with, uh, I just want to say something quickly about the uh, the Eagles trade. Like, I'm not a fan of the Eagles, nor am I a hater. Well, I actually think it's a good trade for both teams in this situation because um, I think Lashawn McCoy is good, but he's not irreplaceable. And 
I, I really like Kiko Alonso personally. Even though he was hurt last year, he uh, I was really impressed with his rookie season, and I think he could be really good, still be really good despite the injury. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of a high risk, but like I, I'm a Cubs fan, and I've seen like trades like this where you trade your one of your better players for younger talent, and uh, see this, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, so there's that. Okay. Um, Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. What else you got? Yeah. Uh, I just want hey, to um, about hey, the, uh, hey, Chalkman, real, real quick, man. What's the city, um, now that we, we received news that Derrick Rose could be back for the playoffs, um, how, how does the city feel um, now? Like, what, what's the move in, in Chicago? Um, Better, but we're still I, – I feel like most of us are still pretty skeptical if he can actually come back and be good. Um, I, I just don't want to see him keep getting hurt because it, it just breaks my heart to see him keep getting hurt in his knees. It really does. Do you guys feel um, cursed? Because now you lost Jimmy Butler, too, and Gibson, yeah, hurt, right? Yeah, I mean, everyone's getting hurt. I just read – I don't know if he, what the stats is on Tony Snell, but I just read he got hurt. Um, wow. It's not fun right now for to be a Bulls fan because everyone keeps getting hurt and they're not playing that well. Yeah, it's tough um, right now. Yeah. It is tough right now. Well, hopefully things will get better, man. Pitchers and catchers reporting for the Cubs, man. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm very <laughs> excited things for, are going to uh, turn around. Very excited for, to see the Cubs again, even though at Wrigley Field their bleachers won't be ready till June now. It's uh, That's not Damn. fun to see, but I'm, I'm still all for the renovations at Wrigley Field. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, Wrigley Field with uh, nobody in the bleachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's something weird about that, man. It's it's, it's kind of hard to picture. I mean, because if, especially if, if you ever watch baseball and you watch uh, a game at Wrigley Field, I mean, seeing people in the bleachers, I mean, that's a part of that's a major part of the view that you get, especially when you get that view from behind home plate. Mhm. Hey, man. Hey, well, as, as always, man, we definitely appreciate you for calling in, Jock. All right. You guys have a good night. Peace. Peace. Phone number, John calls, 646-478-0356. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Let's go to 646-386. 646-386. You're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? What's up, guys? Uh, this is Alice from Shreveport. Alice, what's going on, man? What's up? What's up with y'all? I'm good. I'm good. So, um, so I... I heard Q earlier talking about the whole Eagles and trading uh, uh, LaShawn McCoy. Now, I don't really have a problem. Like, I'm not an Eagles fan or anything, but like, I do watch mm-hmm. football and stuff like that. And, like, I don't really have, a, like, a big problem about the trade as long as Philly knows what they're doing. Like, if they just traded McCoy and they don't have any any plans for another running back, then I think they're in trouble no matter if they get Mariota, whether they get Maxwell or whatever else they want to do. Like, I don't know who they, they – um, who do the Eagles got as their running back? I know they got Darren uh, uh, Sproles and I can't remember who the other, other running Polk. back was. Yeah, Polk. Chris Polk. Like, yeah. Like, they're not going to really scare a lot of teams. 
And even if you get Mariota and he's a rookie, you will need help at the at the running back uh, spot. So hopefully, like the Eagles, if they do grab C.J. Spiller or they get Mark Ingram or Murray or somebody like that, I think they'll be okay if they get Mariota and they get Randall Cobb or something like that. That'd be all right. But like Q, uh, he just he just said like. Like Lashawn McCoy would be would just be like an easy fix. Like right. I don't like I, I don't think Lashawn McCoy is like that. You know, like I, I don't think McCoy isn't is an average running back that like you can lose him and be like, oh okay, we'll be fine without him. If we get him, we'll right. be all right. Like I don't think that McCoy is that average. McCoy is definitely elite. And you can't do that with like an elite running back and just feel like you'll be all right without him. Whether whether he runs north, south, east, west, three sixty, no matter <laughs> what he do, like, the court puts up numbers. Right. So yeah, like I don't. I mean, I, I don't mind the trade because I think Kiko Alonso will be nice as a stationary linebacker in their defense. But as long as they have like you know a, a little plan after this. Then I think they'll be okay. Like I, they'll be solid. Um, and with the whole like D Rose thing, because I am from the city of Chicago. For me, seeing D Rose back to D Rose, I don't even have a problem if he comes back and he's not the D Rose that I once loved. If he's like a solid average point guard, I will be okay if I just see him put effort. And if I see, like, hunger in him to actually win a championship, I'll be okay if he only averaged, like, 15 points in the playoffs and, like, he just puts in his best. I don't want him to say, uh, I'm going to just wait until next year because I don't think that we have that much time. Like, I don't think – like, we don't have five years for his knees to feel, you know what I'm saying, okay again, like, like if if I see Will in his eyes and I just just lay back, uh, it'll be okay. Like stuff he been doing, like I don't I don't want to see that. Like I want to see him at least try and put in effort, whether he is a hundred percent or not. Like every NBA player isn't a hundred percent that actually mm-hmm. plays every night. Some people are hurting, and he needs to like learn how to just play hurt. And like as long as I just see him put in effort, if we like if we win, that'd be like fantastic. But even if we don't, I feel hopeful now that I know he wants to win. Like like now, I don't know if he wants to win that bad or if he just wants to have fun and just play basketball. Right. But in my eyes, I think that I think that the city would really love it if he went out. And like play, and he wasn't a hundred percent. They want to see him leaving on the floor. The D Rose of old or not? Right. They, that's all they want to do. They want to see him leaving on the floor. And, and we're gonna see, yeah. man, because I, I think what's interesting, Alice, is that the Bulls, unlike in, in, in times past, have given him a timetable. They've they basically said publicly, uh, you know, this is a four to six week injury that would put you back at you know back with us. Worst case scenario with uh, you know a couple of games three or four games left in the season. So, you know, it, the Bulls have basically said, look, you can bounce back from this. 
you know, no more of that sitting out stuff. So we'll, we'll see what's going to happen, man, in, a, in, a, in about a month or so, a month and a half or so. Hey, as Hopefully. always, thanks for calling in, Alice, man. We definitely appreciate the love, brother. No problem, guys, anytime. Peace. All right. Phone number, Alice, call 646-478-0356. Uh, keep the comments coming. Keep the phone calls coming. We got full phone lines. Definitely appreciate it. We haven't even touched on some of the other things that we were going to talk about. But you know what, man? When the phone lines light up, man, you know, we're definitely going to take calls. We're not like most of these other janky sports shows out here that just want to just talk. That's not what we're going to do. We, we're a show for the people. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to bring it to you live each and every Wednesday night, excuse me, Tuesday night uh, from 9 to 11 p.m. This is the place where sports opinions collide. This is Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle, joined by my partners, Beezy, Ken, and FIFO. Hit us up, 646-478-0356. Right now, let's jump to area code 678-678-727. You're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name and where are you calling from? Cameron. What's up, Cameron? Uh, What's good? Uh, so, um, talking about basketball, right? So, where you see OKC going into the playoffs? Okay, well, uh, okay. they're going to the finals. <laughs> right. good, good. That's a good answer. That's a good answer right there. Hey, stop trolling. Especially man. Durant come back, man. Watch out! Watch your Durant's out for another week, Ken. Do you? I mean, do you? Uh, Durant and, and we forgot even we didn't mention this. Russell Westbrook man took a shot to the face from a teammate's leg and ended up having to have surgery on his on his face, and he's going to be out. They yeah. said he could possibly come back in the next game for OKC. Um, and Durant is expected to back be back next week from his foot injury. So, Ken, you still think OKC is going to the finals, man? They just need to be healthy for the playoffs, man. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, B, what, what about you? Where do you see OKC going? You still got them going to the finals? Um, and You know what? It really depends on who. Because I think in a seven-game series, man, healthy, they have a, a, a chance of beating Golden State. Um you know, say if Golden State, Golden State keeps that number one seed, they have a chance. I mean, I'm like, I'm not just gonna say, oh, they're done in five. I think in fully right. healthy and if Westbrook, the way Westbrook's been playing monsters, and if Kevin Durant come back playing monsters, you know, I think okay, they do have a shot. I don't know about them going to the finals, but I, I can, I can see them going possibly to Western Conference Finals at the at the best. It depends on who's ma- you know who they who's gonna be matching up. But yeah, I mean. I, they got a shot. I, I would not be surprised. They would be the most dangerous AC in, in in the NBA in a long time that I can think of. They're, like, so dangerous, man. Like, most dangerous AC since the New York Knicks back when they had Sprewell and Allen Houston and them. That yeah. year when they went to the finals. So, yeah, I, I okay. mean, you know, they, they, can, they can be dangerous. I, I don't know about the finals. I'm not saying they won't, but I won't go that far, but. You know, I can depend on matching up, man. I can I can see them getting to the Western Conference Finals. What about you, FIFO, man? Where where, where you have OKC at, man? Uh, Cameron wants to know. You know, me and Ken don't typically agree, but everything Ken said, I can Yo, never agree. <laughs> yeah, everything. So where, where you have FIFO? I said everything that Ken said, I co-signed regarding OKC. Okay. Okay, all right. Well, for for the record, Cameron, I think OKC, especially if they don't get out of that uh, A slot, 
they'll be one and done. I don't think in a seven game series. I, I, I don't yeah, think I, I couldn't. I couldn't see them going that far. And and if they're an eight seed, they would have to win uh, four four series on all on the road. And yeah, I just that don't was see that. I was gonna ask, do you think OKC could all, uh, you know, get past that AC and go maybe advance, uh, get to the seventh seed before the end of the um, season? That's possible. That's very possible because, especially the way they've been playing here lately. Um, you know, even despite the injuries to Durant, um, Westbrook has just definitely been on one, and and you know, some of the teams ahead of them are slipping. Even San Antonio slipped a little bit too as well. So I yep. think the the, yep. the the further up they can move. The better it bodes well for them if they can wind up, you know, if they can wind up at a six or maybe a five seed even, you know, I think that bodes well for them, especially because I, you know, it, you know how it goes, man. When it comes to playoff time, especially in the NBA, it's all about matchups and you know styles make fights, fights make styles. So it's it's uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how it all pans out. But um, just make sure make sure you stay tuned in, man, and we're gonna. Uh, we're definitely going to revisit this. <laughs> hey, thanks for calling in, Cam. We definitely appreciate it, man. All right, thank you. Peace. Phone number, camera call, 646-478-0356. Let's jump to the phone lines. Let's go to 770-770. You're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where are you calling from? <clears throat> Hello? 770, you're on. Yes. Uh, my name is Jamal. Jamal? Yes, my name is Jamal. Jamal, Jamal? Yes. <laughs> Hello, I'm a Hawks fan, right? And then I want your opinion on the Hawks going to the finals. You saw the game we just had with the the Rockets a while ago, and it came back from a tremendous comeback. We we, we were down by a lot, but we came back and won the game. Yeah, you guys finished that game on a 24-6 to run, I believe. Is that what we when do, Oh, God, Are you stop. <laughs> you can't win. I'm a Hawks fan. Okay. Oh, oh, me too. Me too. Me too. I'm from Atlanta. I, I'll let y'all have this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Atlanta, I like my Hawks. man Ken over there. He's not a Hawks fan. But, yeah, the Hawks won tonight, man. Big win at the crib over the over the James Harden-less uh, Houston Rockets. But a big win. And, and um, Hawks, Hawks have uh, – uh, Somebody from Cleveland coming in on Friday night. We need to we need to make our way down to that game for real. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I, to answer your question, um, and and this is not me just being a homer. I think the Hawks have a excellent chance to make it to the finals. Um, Thank you. you know, especially especially if you know you don't, because I think the biggest threat for the Hawks is Chicago. I really don't think Cleveland in a seven game series. And no, don't get me wrong. I think that's a seven game series. But I like the Hawks' chances, man. And that's not just me being a fan. I'm just keeping it real. No, Kyle. No, and, it's and, not going to happen. And, and BZ has said on several occasions that this team reminds him of the 2004 Pistons team. And, I mean, you got to go with B. No, no, I don't. Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> <Cal, laughs> like, hey, you got to go with <laughs> Man, the Hawks start slow. They're a jump-shooting team. And, you know, I, I need to see Horford in, in the post more. I've been watching them play, man, and I, I'm I'm seeing some chinks in the armor. You know what okay. I'm saying? And and, yeah. and, uh, and I just, I don't know if they're, 
Look, I, I'm, I'm it's always the best, the best record in, in, uh, in, in the NBA, Ken. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> you can keep seeing chinks. Right. We're going to keep seeing wins. Hey, Jamal, we got full phone lines, man. I got to jump to more calls, man. Thanks for calling in, brother. All right. Peace. Love it when the Hawks fans call in, man. Love that. Man, we got so many people. Hey, I, we definitely appreciate it a lot. Appreciate everybody calling in. Let's go to area code. Six seven eight six seven eight three zero eight six seven eight three zero eight. You're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where are you calling from? What's up, uh, Jalil? Off from Antonia. Jalil, what hey, up, man? What's going on? What's up, man? <clears throat> no, um, I heard what you said about the Hawks making it to the finals. Like, I just want to say, um, just like the other Atlanta teams, I kind of don't trust the Hawks in the playoffs. You know, because like they don't have that one player that can just give you a basket whenever you need it. So, like, I, I really don't agree with you saying the Hawks have a better chance than the Cavs to go to the final. Just don't see it. Keep watching. Keep watching. There's, there's, there's a guy named Trinidad James who said, uh, don't believe, just watch. Yeah. The great orator, Trinidad James. Ever heard of him? Oh, God. Yeah, one wonder. <laughs> right, right. What there you, you go. You, <laughs> you got what? What you got for us? Okay, but the real thing I wanted to say was, um, okay, so with LaShawn McCoy getting traded to the Bills, what do you see the like? What do you see the AFC East ranking in the top division of the NFL this year, next year? With the Jets also having like a projected forty nine million in cap space. Oh man, that's a good question. Uh, Kev, what, what's your take on it, man? I mean, Rex Ryan is uh, making moves already. He's making moves. Well, we think, we know that picking up Shady will will we'll put them in in a position where they can make a run at, at uh, New England. Yeah, the well, defense the defense was solid last year. They got a running back. They had running backs, you know. Um, I, I, so we know that he'll Rex Ryan would definitely make the defense better. Um, obviously, trading for Lashawn McCoy improves the the backfield tremendously. And they they got a beast uh, wide receiver who I think is going to you know continue to do some things. Uh, and Sammy Watkins, they improve with get another running back. Um, if they keep Fred Jackson, that'll give them some uh, a one-two punch. Um, so I, I think well Spiller is out, so they they've already told him he could bounce. Uh, right. I think they need to solidify the QB position. Decide if Manuel is going to be the guy. If he is, they need to get him out there and they need to develop him and let him play. But defensively, I know they'll be be in the games, and I think Rex Ryan is good for. They finished nine and seven last year. I, yeah. I think he can improve that by. Well, dang, they probably still may still go nine and seven. Um, I don't know how many more wins he can improve that on, um, because he tends to struggle offensively. But uh, defensively, he'll be there, um, and they could they can punch around. You know, the Jets and Miami. We know the Jets are going to be terrible, and Miami might still be relatively uh, mediocre. Um, they only have to contend with New England, and Rex Ryan always gives New England a, a, a good run for their money. So uh, I still think they'll finish second. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I think it's going to be interesting to see, man, because, you know, Rex Ryan has he, – he's, you know, at at the very least he's talked a great game as far as what he wants to do to uh, – what he wants to do to New England. Um, to answer your question, I, I still got to go with the champs. As long as Belichick's on that sideline and Tom Brady's on that sideline, um, hard to beat. But, I mean, this is definitely a step in the right direction. Like, Ken, one of the main things Ken said was 
to show up the quarterback position. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be in next year in Buffalo. Uh, if they can get some some solid – because the defense is there. Buffalo's defense was legit last year. So, I mean, if they can get halfway decent production out of the quarterback, keep Sammy Watkins healthy, you got a healthy Shady McCoy back there, yeah, they can make a run. They can definitely make a run. Hey, Jalil, we got more phone calls to jump to, man. Hey, as always, thanks for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate it. All right, man. Peace. Phone number Jalil call six four six four seven eight zero three five six. Phone lines are lighting up, man. People want to talk. We got one, two, three, four, five more calls. Let's go. Let's get them. Let's not keep them waiting. Let's go to area code five one six. Appreciate Five one six. You're on with Dead in Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Phone number Jalil call six four six four seven eight zero. Hey, turn your radio down, man. Lighten up, man. People want to talk. We got one, two, three, four, five. Okay, we can talk. You. That's the first thing on radio, man. You got to turn your radio down. <laughs> let's go. Let's go to six seven eight five two three six seven eight five two three. You're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Six seven eight. All right. I guess he's just listening. Uh, let's go. To, oh, this is my boy, my man, my man, my man Ryan. Ryan, what's going on, man? What up? What up, what up? What's up, Ryan? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Good, man. What's up with you? Uh, drying off from shoveling snow. <laughs> oh, man. You're shoveling snow like every week you call in. Yeah, it, it won't stop. Like, uh, it was, I don't know how many, it's, it's still falling right now. It's like a wet snow. I just got home from work at, uh, at nine, and I was just shoveling to clean up the driveway. <sighs> Hang in there, man. Hang in. At least it's a good yeah. workout. It's a good workout. Yeah, yeah. I feel it on my, I feel it on my back. <laughs> <laughs> what you got for us tonight, man? Uh, I got a couple things. Um, first thing first, I had no idea about this trade. Like, I was just logging into fantasy basketball, and then I just saw it right there in, like, red. And I, I pff, no idea. It's crazy. But yeah, I, it I agree with Ken. I agree with Ken. Um and I talked about this with my friends from like the fantasy football league. They need a quarterback. Like they can get a better running back. The running back game is not that big of a deal. It's an improvement, but the biggest problem is the quarterback. That's it. Um, the what was it? I want to get to the video thing because I want to I want to talk about that quick. But I'm gonna say this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Can can can. can did you see the Atlanta Hawks game against the Warriors? No. No, I didn't. <laughs> okay. Not. Okay. I think if if you maybe if you like got to see that game, I think maybe your opinion would change a little bit cuz they they can ball. Like that Spurs ball. Like that game is was absolutely insane in a seven game series. I I think and I disagree with Chicago being the contender. I think their best competition in the East at this point is probably Cleveland. But even still, I think they can do it. Yeah. Should be a good game Friday night, man. I'm trying to get oh, yeah. I'm gonna tell like this about got the extra ticket holler. Wait, wait, go ahead, FIFO. Look, the Hawks look, this is what the Hawks gonna do. They're going to take the Eastern Conference champ to seven games. The Bulls, I still like the Bulls. Jimmy Jimmy Butler is not going to be out for too long, two, three weeks. He'll be back. But 
the Hawks are for real, and you can't discredit them. They're going to probably be a sixty-win team. You, we, we can't just be like, oh, they're the same. They're not the same old Hawks. They are not nope. the same old Hawks. They don't have yeah. a star, which I think is going to be their downfall. Playing a team like Cleveland, but they're going to take Cleveland seven games, and that's going to be a test for them, man. Uh, the, the Hawks aren't going to lay down. It's not going to be simple. They're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals, I believe. And they're going to lose in seven games. They're going to push whoever they play seven games. All right. I don't know. We'll have to see. But I think they're going to give a lot of run for their money. Um, for the video, for a player right, now, now explain, in the 80s. Explain the video when you mention the video so people listening understand what you're talking about. The latest upload, go to YouTube.com slash Dead End Sports. Um, it's the talking about players that could uh in this era could play in the eighties. Mhm. And one of them that caught my eye uh caught my ear immediately was LeBron James. Now, I agree I think it was FIFA who said FIFA who said it that physically he's got it. But I don't mentally I don't know. It'll be alright. He checked out. Right, man. He checks out when he when he things don't go his way. He throws tantrums. I, you know what? He, he I mean, uh, look, Kobe used to do the same thing. I, I, yeah. The guy be all right, man. I, I think he could be able to play, man, because you know, look at him. He, he beat up uh, Patrick Beverly uh, Sunday. You know, I think he responded <laughs> well to the adversity that they went through uh, Sunday as well. You know, um, I, I think he's tougher. Than he has been. He he grew up in Miami. Miami was rough for LeBron James, and he had yeah, to face a lot. And, I and, agree. and Boston used to push him around a lot too. Oh, and I love they those games. Toughing him up. So I, I he, he'll be fine, man. They, he he, he would have been fine because he he can't, he has all of the physical tools. When you have that, you know you who, who else are you afraid of? You know. So he knows he can push back. I think he, he'll be fine, man. He would have been fine. I think it's, he might, might be afraid of himself more so, but the thing that sticks in my mind when you guys mentioned him was the, it was during, like you said, the Boston games in the playoffs for his first ring. It was um, the game six where he fouled out, and he was just straight and out. I don't foul out. That stuck in my head. It was like the most ignorant thing I've ever heard him say. Right to the Right to the press. Like, the refs just made the wrong call because you can't foul out. It was crazy. It just, it never leaves my head because physically he got it. I respect what he does on the court, but, like, a lot of stuff he says is just, I, I don't know. I just can't. Okay, let's go ahead and jump to that real quick since we got Ryan on the phone. You're listening live to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, 12 Kyle. Joined by my partners, Beasy, Ken and Fifo, and got our boy Ryan on the line. We're going to talk real quick about... Uh, Sunday's game, two MVP candidates battling James Harden and LeBron James. Um, I think James Harden, who, as I mentioned a little earlier, was suspended for tonight's game versus the yep. Hawks for a kick. Kick uh, LeBron yep. in the nuts, uh, which you cannot do. He probably should have been thrown out of the game, wasn't thrown out of the game. Uh, that being said, um, it got the the discussion as far as LeBron's futility at the line of line of free throw line, excuse me, um, I think he was what three, four, eleven, or something like that, and then he missed yeah, it was bad. Uh, down the stretch. And I tweeted, and I'll be the first to admit, I, I tweeted, I didn't think he was clutch. And man, people started firing at me, saying that I was wrong for saying he's not clutch. I just, 
And don't get I me agree. wrong, I, I I don't, and I love LeBron, but if if I and and and, and FIFO and Beasley will understand this when I say this, I think if the game is on the line, LeBron will make the best basketball decision. And the best basketball decision for him is not always taking the last shot. And I think people mm-hmm. haven't really understood that, and they still don't understand that to, to this day. I, and I take you back to, I think it was game six in Miami, uh, the, the year that they won, the, uh, the second year they won the championship, where he had, you know, he, he got to the elbow, and he found a wide-open Chris Bosh for three, and Bosh hit the three. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he makes those kind of plays as opposed to wherein, you know, Kobe, if it's five seconds left, we all know Kobe's shooting. Ain't no way in hell Kobe's passing the ball. Ain't no way Jordan's passing the ball. No way. Yeah, I mean, so it got me to thinking about being clutch. And so I want to throw that out to you guys. And I'll start first with you, BZ. When you think about clutch, do you think LeBron is clutch? Uh, he's clutch when he want to be because let's not forget that that, that San Antonio series, um, the second year when they, you know when they went back to back, when San Antonio pretty much dared him to shoot jump shots the whole series. In that game seven, LeBron James hit some clutch jump shots. Now I'm not saying one clutch, you know, NBA Finals jump shot is going to consider you clutch, but right. I mean, you know, it seemed like it seemed like the whole world was like, oh man, LeBron James is the clutchest player ever, and all oh, he's he's this now he's finally clutch. It's like, okay, do you hit one good clutch shot in the NBA Finals to help y'all go back to back, but. For the most part, I mean, them free throws, I know, for one thing, pissed me off. Because <laughs> I'm like, dude, you know, it's not like he's a center. He's, he's DeAndre Jordan or Shaq or somebody shoot free throws right. missing that. Dude, you you miss eight free throws, and then you miss some clutch ones down the stretch. Like, to me, that's them. They're like almost inexcusable, man. If you were a guard or a forward, man, you got you got to knock down a freebie. But um, LeBron being clutch, no, I won't consider him clutch. Does that make him a bad player or anything? No. LeBron James is still going to be a great player. He's still going to go down as probably, you know, the top five or whatever, top ten, top five best NBA basketball player ever. He's just, he just not that guy. I mean, I, I think sometimes we, us, I think guys our age or whatever, we'd be so spoiled from witnessing the Michael Jordans, the Isaiah right, Thomas, right. the Larry Birds. I think we just hold superstars to such a high standard, and we like, okay, LeBron James, you're just a great guy. Guess what? LeBron James is not Kobe Bryant. LeBron James is not Michael Jordan. LeBron James is LeBron James. He's a great player his own self, and I think Mm-hmm. You know, people throw that clutch factor in too much. Is he like I said? Is he clutch? No, I won't consider him clutch. If, it, if the game was online and and I, and I had to choose between, you know, yeah, Kobe or or D Wade or LeBron, I'm I'm not letting LeBron take the last shot. I'm not, I'm not, I'm still comfortable, to, you know, having Kobe or D Wade or somebody take the last shot. But you know, okay. that doesn't that does not you know give discredit him saying, oh, he's just a bad player that makes him awful. It's just he's just not a clutch player. He's just not that that dude. He's not that kind of. He don't have that in his DNA. Put it like that. Okay, okay. What about you, FIFO man? Clutch, LeBron. You think he's clutch? First of all, I have to disagree with B. You don't win championships if you're not clutch. Let's just be honest. You because because here here's the thing, right? Like you're trying to measure level of clutch from player to player. First of all, that that's unfair because people are clutch in different right. ways. Yeah, no, no, right. people are clutch in different ways, and. The comparison of LeBron to Kobe to MJ, LeBron is different than both of those guys. Completely different type of basketball player. So we're comparing apples to oranges. Except LeBron for LeBron. And I know that's what you were saying, B. So I'm just reiterating yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. LeBron, let, let's cherish what LeBron has been able to do. 
You see what I'm saying? Because holding every single great basketball player to Michael Jordan's standard is not fair to that player mm-hmm. and also to Jordan. Right. Because, you know, nobody gets on Magic uh, for, 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 for losing four finals, but he's been to nine. So right. give him respect and credit for that. LeBron's been to five already. Already. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he lost three, but it is what it is. It, to get there, you have to be clutch. To get there, you have to be great. There, 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 there's no way around it. Only the greatest dance in the big band, even if they don't win it. Look at all of the players that have gotten to the finals. They've all been great. They have been great. So, so I, no, LeBron is clutch. He's just clutch in different aspects. So, yes, LeBron is supposed to answer the question. Okay. What about you, Ken? You already know my answer. Yes, the man <laughs> is clutch. And, I, and I'm going to take a different I mean, yeah, I, I, mean, I already know. I just got to ask. Then, uh, <laughs> then, 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 then B and, and FIFO. And, and I'm going I'm to go numbers, man. Um, he, you know, everybody always want to talk about Kobe. And, and, I, and I, was hope, I was wondering if FIFO was going to bring this up. But Kobe on game-winning shots shoots under 30%, you know, in the clutch situations. Um, LeBron, Jordan is at right at 50, and LeBron is, like, right at 43. So I don't understand if you have numbers to back up you being able to win games, how you are not clutch. And I think we're in this era, like, FIFO said it perfectly. We're kind of we're judging them against the banner of guys like Jordan. I don't know many players who's going to be as clutch as Jordan at a 50% clip, which means he's going to win one of two every every single single time. The thing about Kobe that people like about him is the fact that he has that dog in him, so when he gets the ball, he's going to shoot it. They like the fact that Kobe will take the shot, which is leading to him shooting, you know, 28%, you know, from the field in, in clutch situations. But he's not great. He just takes the shots. He just mm-hmm. and he misses a lot of them. And there's the numbers to back it up. You know, I'm not pulling this out of my ass. So based <laughs> on the numbers, sure also, yeah, Cal, I, yeah, I actually looked the numbers up. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. So, so based on that, because in a situation like this, you kind of need numbers now. Um, to to back it up. So so based on some of the numbers that I've looked at, you know he he has been and he's had his moments. You know I can go down the line here. Let's see. He got the Wizards in '06. He got the Wizards again. You know we all remember what he did to the Detroit Pistons. Sorry, B, but he absolutely destroyed them. What was it? Twenty something straight points. Twenty-five. You know, um, yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. He got he game seven in San Antonio. He was lights out. He was, he was lights out in the fourth quarter uh, of game six when they were trailing that set up Ray Allen for his game-winning three off right. of Chris Bosh's uh, rebound, off of LeBron's miss. But he made the shot before then. But they were trailing by double digits. LeBron helped that comeback. He helped usher that comeback. You know, he got the Pacers. We remember the Paul George play. You know, so he he's had his moments, man. The man can do what he needs to do, but I think B, I think B or FIFO said it. It's just when he decides to do it, and um, you know, and he he just missed a couple, you know. So um, and and you know, some of the situations that happened this year are not in the numbers that I pulled, but um, they're as close as I can get to where we are right now. And and 
based on that, man, you, you can't deny the man the man can get it done. I, I just don't understand. That's why people jumped on you, Kyle, because you're a hater, man. I'm not a hater. You know I love LeBron, but I'm, I'm going to call it like I see it. I, I, and Now, FIFO makes a great point. You know, you have to, you know, comparing him to others, you know, does it is a disservice to him. And like I said, I know that he's going to make the great, he's going to make the right basketball play. Uh, but no, I, I need you to do more than when you're the best player on the planet. I need you to shoot better than three for eleven from the free throw line. I'm sorry, um, <laughs> but whatever. It's one game, Kyle. It's one game. What are you talking about? It's, it's, but it's, it's more to it than just being one game. This is this is not the first time we've seen LeBron choke, and I heard that. I saw that word a lot Sunday after the game. Now I would never call him a choke mm-hmm. artist, but I've seen I've seen mm-hmm. I've seen that a lot. Of people say he chokes. And a player of his caliber should never be that bad at the strike. Now, you can have an off-night shooting. You should never be that bad at the free-throw line. Never. But wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. You can't have it both ways. You, you, you're giving a pass for saying that you can have a bad night shooting, but then you can't have... No, I'm not giving him a pass at all. He, he's the best player on the planet. He shouldn't have any off-night. Okay. But I understand that it happens. What do you mean he shouldn't have it? Whoa, 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 whoa. So is he not human? Is he not a machine? He's going to have an no, off-night No, 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 no. You, you, you missed the last part of what I said, people. I said, I'm not giving him a pass, but I understand that it happens. But when it's... I mean, I expect you to have a bad night against... The Bucks, you know, off night against the. I don't expect you to have a bad night against another MVP candidate when you guys are going but basket for basket, and the guy kicked you in the nuts. The but here's the thing, though, Kyle. He didn't have an overall bad game. He had a bad aspect of his game. The whole game wasn't bad. He just shot free throws bad that game. That was it. Come on, man. Come on. And it was Kyle. consistent for the whole game. It, it's not like he. It's not like he was eight for ten, and he walked to the stripe, and then he missed two. He exactly. was bad the whole game at the line. Exactly. He was all off rhythm. He, he shot fifteen for like thirty-one or something. He shot like so many field goal attempts. It was like they yeah, said he, he hasn't shot that many in like since like since his first time with the Cavs. Yeah, he took he took like forty some shots. I mean, like it was crazy. Uh, and, we, and we got one. Here, here's the other thing, and, and real quick, and I'll, I'll let I think that was FIFA or. Look, I, I remember two games ago when, when OKC lost to off of, uh, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook shit the bed <laughs> two games back-to-back. He missed the free throw. When he when he got fouled on a three-pointer, he missed the first three free throw. And he cost him the game. He was missing layups. He was jacking up bad shots. He did it twice. <laughs> and, 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 and nobody's jumping on him. And, I, and, and people talk, hold him in high regards as an elite player. You know, come on, man. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't get it, man. Like, it, it's like people just want to shit on LeBron because it's fun, it's cute, and, and, and whatever, man. The guy gets it done. It's just you can't hold the man in a fight for every time he has a bad game. Okay. We'll, I got, we'll, I got we'll see how it goes. Moving forward, moving forward. Hey, we got a couple more calls we need to jump to. As always, Ryan A, man. Stay safe in that snow, man. I will, yeah, man. man. Well, I'll see you next week, brother. Easy. All right. Peace. Good night, guys. Peace. Phone number, Ryan, call 646-478-0356. Let's jump back to the phone lines, man. Let's go to area code 205. 205, you're on with Dead End Sports. What's your name? Where you calling from? Uh, it's Captain Sneak. How are you guys? Captain Sneak. What up, Cap? Good. Uh, nothing much. Just uh, wanted to chime in on this LeBron James uh, topic. Uh, go ahead. You know, I, I, for me, I agree with Ken, like, First, I think we're really looking into this game 
way too much. Like, it's one game. It was without Kyrie. Um, you know, he was out for the game or whatever. And, you know, you know, probably LeBron felt that he had, you know, put the team on his back and, you know, play a little, you know, play a little out of his head more than he probably had been this in this winning streak they had. Cause, you know, they've been really sound as a team for like the last month and a half. And, you know, I think his credentials speak for himself. You know, he's a four-time MVP, you know, a two-time champion, and something has to be said for getting to the finals five times, especially in 07 with that team he had, and then taking the 09 and 10 Cleveland teams to 60 wins. You know, I mean, right. you got to look at those squads he has. I mean, you know, he didn't – and we were arguing about this uh, Sunday, I think, you know, like he was talking about, you know, who's had the better cast or everything, and, you know. It's probably been LeBron the last few years, but, I mean, you got to look at, like, the first seven, eight years of LeBron's career. I mean, who was he really playing with? You know, yeah, and he so, was playing with Eric Snow. <laughs> you know, and so... You can't win with I mean, Eric Snow. You know, I'm a, you know, I like Kobe more than I do LeBron, but, you know, I think when the all-time ranks are, you know, you do it, I think you'll see Kobe... I mean, LeBron is a better player. I mean, he was a, he was a two-way, you know, better two-way player probably, in my opinion. He could do more to get you involved in the game. Because, you know, let's be honest on the offensive end. Kobe is a is a shooter first, and, you know, he's trying to get his first, you know. Mm-hmm. And he believes that the team wins through him sh- uh, forking up about 30 shots a game. That's how he believes right. the team's going to win. And LeBron believes that, hey, you know, let me see what I can do to get all these guys involved. Now, are there times when LeBron has, you know, like game six of 2010 against the Celtics or game six of 2009 against the Magic kind of checked out? Absolutely. But I think, you know, sometimes when you, when, you know, things like that happen, you know, you're kind of a little frustrated. And I think he even got frustrated last year. But I guess my point is, is that I think we're looking way too much, like I said, into this game. And I believe LeBron is clutch. I mean, and I feel like y'all looking at this through like a Skip Bayless point of like view. It's like only looking at the end of the game. And, you know, I think a lot of times we have to look at the entire game and like is LeBron not the reason that most of his, you know, the team, the teams that he's been on, they're, that they're there in the end? Is he not the prime reason that they're there in the end? And if he is, I think that's clutch in itself. Right. You know, you know I just go and look at it. Guys, but, uh, you know. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm, watch, I'm wa- watching this Kentucky and Georgia game. <laughs> I had a what happened, man? You, <laughs> I thought somebody tickling your feet over there. Yeah, I had a Not question it. about. Sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. What were we saying? Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, I had a question about what would you guys do if you were the Patriots front office? And you had to decide between, well, what would, I mean, how would you, you know, construct your free agency, you know, how we're going to have to do this year? Like, are we going to try to, you know, keep Revis at the $25 million, or are we going to try to restructure that? Or are you going to try to, oh, well, you know, I just want you, you, your guys' opinions on what we, what you would do if you were the GM. Or Belichick, let me put it that way. Uh, Ken, we know how much you dislike the Patriots. You want to jump on this one first? <laughs> yeah, I, I would probably uh, first. I would I would go with uh, Garoppolo and get rid of Brady. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get rid of Revis too, man. Um, he, he got beat, you know, one play 
or two in the Super Bowl. Um, so we don't need him either. Um, no, I think they can. I think they could dump Revis. Um, you know, they, they they got what they needed out of him. They got a Super Bowl, so uh, they can dump him and and go out and, and save that money and replace him with somebody else that can probably run the system and save that cap space. I don't know, man. I, I think you. I think if you can, if you can sign Revis and maybe sign him a little cheaper than that, uh, that's a lot of money to be throwing at one particular player. Uh, but um, I mean, you you got to look around the division and look around the conference. I mean, like I said earlier, as long as you got Brady and you got a halfway decent running game. I mean, New England's defense didn't. Their front seven didn't necessarily blow you away, but you know they were solid and they were and they played well. You know, particularly coming down the stretch. So. Um, you know, in the AFC, unless you get some type of movement from Peyton Manning, I, I think New England, they've got enough to be back there next year. So, I mean, I, I think if they, you know, if, if you would, if you want, you you can re-sign Revis, but I think you, I don't know that you necessarily need to give him that much money, if depending on what he's going to take. Because that's a lot of money to be throwing at. I mean, if, he would he would be making more than Brady. And he's we know he's not more valuable than Brady. Although some may say he is. I don't, I don't think so, but... Um, I guess for me, I would say, you know, his def- you know, him being able to, and like I said earlier on a uh, on the show earlier, that I thought he was more valuable as a cornerback than Sherman because he will go from side to side. You know, you can match him up with the tight end. You can match him up. You know, how you, you can predicate your defense around that, and that is in no way to take away from Sherman because Sherman's probably the best corner island. You know. Island, you know, put your put your receiver on that island and just erase them in the game. He's probably better than Revis, but I, I've all, you know, I thought Revis is slightly more valuable because you can use him like a chess piece. But that being said, I think that if it was me, I would sign McCordy, uh, you know, because you're going to be able to get him for cheaper. I think you're going to be able to get him in the eight nine million dollar range. I think. And, you know, just kind of bite the bullet on Revis if, you know, you can't get it to a 13 or $14 million because I'm not trying to be the Eagles here and mortgage my future, you know, because, uh, you know, whatever, a little shot there. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I think I'd almost, you know, we got what we wanted out of Revis, and he's got to know that this is the Patriot way. We're not trying to – you know, put all this money into one player. And I, I think for me, as much as I'd love to have Revis back, you know, I think, at, you know, especially at that, that cap hit that it would be if we don't restructure, I, I don't think there's any way they're going to do that. I think either they're going to restructure it or he's going to, you know, be a free agent and, you know, probably walk. Um, but I think for me, I would keep McCourty because I think McCourty is very underrated. I think he's a very good free safety. I think he's a great quarterback of the secondary. And I think they can juggle, you know, and there's been years before that the Patriots have had terrible secondaries in the advanced bar in the, in the playoffs. You know, like you said, I think it's, you know, personally, I would like to see them, you know, maybe go after a tight end in, the, in free agency or maybe – a better deep threat, you know, somebody that can stretch the field. I still think that, you know, it would be nice if we could stretch the field like we did in 07 with Moss. I mean, no, of course not like Moss, but, right, you right. know, someone can take the top off the defense. So I really just wanted your guys' opinion on that. Uh, I know it's very early, and uh, I still can't – and just one last thing, I still can't believe that we're talking about Mariota as like a 
seems like we're talking about like a surefire thing, and I'm just you 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 guys don't think he's sure, he's a sure thing, do you? I think if you no, put him in the right system, uh, yeah, but no, not sure. No, Winston is more surefire than than Mariota. I mean, he he's he's a system quarterback, and I think you know you you're you're definitely rolling the dice if you you know. And I if I'm Chip Kelly, I'm not moving up. 15 picks to get him, you know, because you're, you're definitely leveraging the future to get him. And that's another thing, too, that we talked about a little earlier with the whole Eagles situation is that, you know, they didn't get any picks out of it, so they don't even have any trade value to move up. And I'm I'm wondering, and, I, and I'm pretty sure it'll shake out in the next few days as to, you know, in their motive in moving LaShawn McCoy, you would think that they would move, if they were going to move him, they could move him and then move up in the draft and get a pick for him, but I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, as always, Sneak, man, thanks for calling in, man. We definitely appreciate it, brother. Uh, no problem. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Yeah. Phone number, Captain Sneak, call 646-478-0356. Man, the phone lines have lit up, man. We definitely appreciate the love. Everybody calling in. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we were going to talk about the MVP race, and, you know, this whole big Eagles trade was, uh, you know, I mean, it's been – Hot has been the biggest story probably over the last two or three hours. Um, real real quick football note I want to get into that's not dealing with this trade. Um, <laughs> Marshawn Lynch. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, uh, the uh, running back for the um, <laughs> Seattle Seahawks, uh, as you all know, does not speak to the media. However, Marshawn Lynch actually spoke to the media in Turkey. Uh, Marshawn Lynch was over in Turkey this past week doing some type of charity work or something, and uh, he did an interview, a 30-minute interview on Turkish television. Uh, Now, during that interview, Marshawn Lynch was interviewed, and he actually gave a full interview. Uh, He spoke about, you know, the play, the play where he did not get the ball the last play of the game, and, you know, obviously people wanted to know, you know, what he felt, and Surprisingly, Marshawn Lynch gave a very honest answer. And I'm going to read to you all what he said. And I quote, To be honest with you, I would be lying if I tell you I wasn't expecting the ball. Yes, I was expecting the ball. But in life, these things happen. Like I told the reporter after the game, it's a team sport. I had no problem with the decision of the play calling. I mean, you know, I think it was more of a, how do I say this? When you look at me, you let me run the ball. I'm the face of the nation. You know, MVP of the Super Bowl. That's pretty much the face of the nation at the at that point in time. I know what I don't know what went into that call. I mean, maybe it's a good thing that I didn't get the ball. I mean, it cost us the Super Bowl. I mean, I have a full full confidence in my teammates to execute that plan because we've done it so many times before. But would I have loved to get the ball? Yes, I would have. But the game is over and I'm in Turkey. In court. Um, so that got me to thinking. We had this discussion, this long debate uh, as to whether or not, in the moments that the Patriots, excuse me, that the Seahawks had to decide to what play to call going into that play, that and it was insinuated, and I think Ken even mentioned it that they didn't want to give Marshawn Lynch the ball because, you know he would have been the MVP, and there's no telling what he would have said. 
And Marshawn Lynch, in a roundabout way, kind of agrees with that thought. So I want to throw it to you, Ken. I'll start with you first. What's your take on, on what he said? Lynch spiracy. <laughs> I tried to tell y'all. I tried to tell you. Nobody, everybody thought I was crazy. You know, it's, it's funny hearing him say that. Because yeah. it's one thing for me to say that. But it's another for him to see that, say that as part of that organization because he has more intel, far more insight to the inner workings of the Seattle Seahawks organization than I do because he's in the locker room with those guys. He sees how the organization treats certain players. He understands the scrutiny that he's received you know, for his lack of participation in the media, um, how he's perceived uh, by a lot of people. And um, you know what? For him to say that is really, really interesting. Um, I do want to point out that he said it after he got his contract. Didn't he resign with them already? No, no, he hasn't resigned yet. Oh, I thought he agreed to a contract. No, no, with, there, there uh, was rumors that he had resigned, but oh. no, no deal has been done yet. So he is, in fact, the Seahawks don't even know if he's going to come back. I mean, he's, you know, they want him back, um, but they're not sure. Uh, no and I don't know yet. if, yeah, I don't know how he feels about going back because, you know, um, that came from a place. I don't know where the origin you know, originated from, uh, you know, but it came from somewhere. And um, he's had lots of time to think about that play and the reasons why it was that play. And um, and so I, I think there is something to it when, you know, you have coaches and the NFL try to brand players to help push what they have Basically, you know, going to the NFL, let's face it, Russell Wilson is far more marketable than Marshawn Lynch. You know, Marshawn Lynch has a certain perception that America perceives him as. And that's just fact. Russell Wilson, you know, he's clean cut, you know, well-spoken, you know, smiles, (laughs) people like that. He's, he's, He's not threatening. To you know, quote unquote, I, I won't even say white America. He's just not threatening to America. Period. You know, because you know there there are some black people that would be scared of a guy like Marshawn Lynch. So <laughs> you know, so I, I think it's just America. Period. Um, and I think the Seattle Seahawks could have made a lot of money with Russell Wilson as MVP over Marshawn Lynch. So uh, yeah, man, I, I thought it was interesting, man. I, I'm. I, you know what? I admire the guy from even having the courage to even say that. Because you're really putting yourself out there, man. You haven't resigned. You haven't gotten your money. You know you can get it from elsewhere. But to say that, imagine going back to that locker room and the discord that you would you could face from your own teammates and Russell right. himself to allege something like that. And, and, and from the coaches. But they know they need him, so they'll they'll try to bring him back. But uh, really interesting, man. Very interesting. Very interesting. What about you, B? Uh, your take on Marshawn Lynch's uh, <laughs> interview in Turkey? Yeah, uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I remember Cam bringing that up, and I, I mean, I never really thought about it, but then if you sit and think about it, here go a guy that has been 
ignoring the media every time, not answering they, you know, answering the questions the way that they want him to, and everything. Um, even in the Super Bowl press conference media day, he was still doing Marshawn Lynch, you know, type of uh, type of stuff. And now here you go, you have a situation where this man can run the ball in for the game winning touchdown, and we know he'd have ran that in, he would have been the Super Bowl MVP. And bam, guess what? You got a guy who's been ignoring the media, and now he's a Super Bowl MVP. But you know what? Just like Ken said, Russell Wilson is is more marketable than Marshawn Lynch. He's less threatening looking, and maybe or whatever you want to say, than Marshawn Lynch. And I think that's why they was trying to maybe pass that ball, maybe try to get that quick touchdown game winning touchdown for Russell Wilson. Oh, okay, he's the he's he's going to be the golden boy for the, you know, Super Bowl MVP and everything, and not Marshawn Lynch. The guy has been, you know, disrespectful towards the media, us media guys and everything. So, hey, for him to say that, like he said, he had a lot of guts to, to go ahead and say it, and I commend him. I'm I'm, I'm kind of glad he did say it and kind of and, and put, brought some attention to people, you know, who wasn't really paying attention to it like I was. Like, I wasn't really looking into it that deep, like, the, you know. Right. The conspiracy, all that stuff, and oh, they didn't want him to. But it, I mean, think of it; it kind of makes sense now. So, hey, I, I commend him. I, I thought it was really interesting that he brought that up. What about and you, just Seattle, what's your take on it's a throwaway play, right? You know, so <laughs> if it works, great. If it, you, you don't think it's going to be an interception, you think right. worst case is a it's a it's a drop pass or a tip or whatever. So you could throw right. that play away, and I you think people said, away. yeah, people said that I think before too. So anyway. Yeah, what's your take on it, FIFO? Um, hey man, look, Kane called it. You know, I wasn't he sitting the, um, in conspiracy juice, but um, if that's how he feels, that's how he feels, you know. But I also feel, you know, like you said, football's the ultimate team sport, man. Um, you know, if what happened wasn't supposed to happen. It was the one time all year that a play like that got picked off at the one yard line. That is just that's not common. That doesn't happen. So you know, it, it's almost like a freak play. You know, it it, it kind of is. You know, but man, look. At the end of the day, them boys lost. They're gonna come back and, and they're gonna play football next year. So you know, I'm 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 kind of over it. I I, I really personally don't care anymore. The season's over, man. Let, 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 let's get on with next year already. Uh, my my final take on it, man, I I don't know, man. I think if you would have said going into the game that they might have said, okay, well, let's try. Because keep in mind, I mean, Marshawn Lynch kept saying the same thing over and over at these press conferences. I'm here so that I don't get fined. I'm about that action boss. I mean, can you imagine Marshawn Lynch Winning the uh, MVP, they're telling him, "Okay, you're you." They're giving him the cue. You got to say you're going to Disney World, and he says, "I'm about that action, boss." I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know, man. I I'll put it like this: I, I agree with Ken to some degree. Maybe going into the game, they may have thought, "Okay, well, hey, we can't do this or do that." I just don't know at that juncture because keep in mind the play prior to this happening, he got the ball. So it wasn't like they said, okay, let's freeze him out. Uh, like like you said, man, I, this play wasn't supposed to happen. 
Um, I think the competitor in him, he wanted the ball. I, I think if you ask Doug Baldwin, he would have said he wanted the ball. So, I mean, everybody who who doesn't want to score the game winning, the potential game winning uh, touchdown in, in the Super Bowl with the with the entire world watching? Who doesn't want that? I mean, I'm I'm a grown man. I would love for that to happen. Um, that being said, I, I I don't know at that juncture they said, hey, let's let Russell throw it because we don't want Marshawn to win MVP. Russell Wilson could have thrown the ball and they could have scored, and Marshawn Lynch still could have been an MVP. Um, but but you know what, can't I? I will give you credit, man. You you said what he was thinking, and I, I I didn't know. I didn't make much into it until I actually heard the words come out of his mouth, uh, because I think a lot of people kind of said it and was thinking it. But for him to say it, I think that's big, especially when you consider the fact that um, you know he hasn't gotten paid, he hasn't uh, you know. Uh, signed a long-term deal yet and uh, shout out to zero dark 30 in the chat room he made a good point he said Marshawn Lynch could retire for all we know and that's true that's still on the table as well so um we're gonna see what happens man we're definitely gonna see what happens with Marshawn Lynch but I think I mean big words coming from him big big words coming from him phone number to call in area code 646-478-0356 again 646 646- Four seven eight zero three five six. Man, we got about three minutes left. Um, we really don't have time for another. <laughs> I guess we can wrap up tonight's show, man. We, uh, as I mentioned earlier, if you just joined us, or if you caught the second part of the show, uh, the thing that really has set tonight's show off has been this uh, trade that's going to be consummated uh, next week when the NFL calendar year starts. Uh, Pro Bowl running back LaShawn McCoy from the Philadelphia Eagles being traded to uh, the Buffalo Bills. Being traded to the Buffalo Bills for a linebacker. Uh, man, I mean, a linebacker that prior to the day, I'd never, I, I'm not going to say I, I, I've heard his name before, but he was injured last season. And, um, you know, so he's, he's going to be, he's coming off an ACL injury. And, uh, you know, you trade a top, five at worst case top uh ten running back in Marsh excuse me in, in LaShawn McCoy for Kiko Alonso. That's the linebacker from Buffalo. So now I just read a statement from a tweet from uh his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, and what I mean by his I mean I'm talking of uh, Shady McCoy's agent, Drew Rosenhaus, he says that the Eagles have told him that there's no trade for LaShawn at this time. Uh, there's been a trade, there's been discussions, but nothing's been finalized. Uh, well, his agent is saying that, but everybody else in the world is saying that it's a done deal. Um, and I know Drew Rosenhaus, his job is to kind of, you know, play a, paint a different type of picture. Um, but, um, but yeah, man, it, it's, it looks like it's going to happen. Uh, real quick, it looks like, before we get out of here, uh, Kentucky is on the ropes. Down by two against uh, Georgia with a little more than six minutes left. Uh, real quick, B, uh, can can uh, is can Kentucky go undefeated? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, you know, if they if they're gonna lose, this is the best time right now to lose. I mean, better lose now and in, in early March, late February than to lose. You know, come tournament time in a couple of weeks. So, you know, if Kentucky gonna lose a game, lose it. But they they are. They, they're any after that John Wall, Demar- Demarcus Cousins squad. Any team is beatable in college. Any team. All it takes is one bad game. That's all it takes. There's, there's no series in college. All it takes is one awful shooting night, 
and guess what? You're going to lose. You catch an L. So this this Kentucky team is not invincible. Even though they look invincible, but trust me, it, it's some cracks in that armor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and it, it could – I mean, there's a lot of time left, but it could definitely go down tonight. Um, yep. One one thing I want to pass on to you, Ken, uh, the first team to clinch a pay, playoff spot, your Atlanta Hawks. They clinched the playoff <sighs> spot with a win tonight. Shout out to my Hawks, man. Shout out to my Hawks. We get notification. We get notification. We got about sixty seconds left. Want to thank everybody that called in, man. We took a lot of phone calls tonight. Uh, everybody hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. We definitely appreciate the love. Everybody in the chat room. Shout out to everybody who came through. Uh, remember, this show is being broadcast live each and every. Uh, Tuesday night. In the event you cannot listen to the show live, make sure that you check out the archives at blogtalkradio.com backslash dead end sports. Uh, if you missed any parts of tonight's show, check out the uh, check us out on the archives and check us out on our podcast that can be located on deadendsports.com. Uh, so for Ken, for B, for FIFA, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. That's going to do it for this week. We'll holler at you next week. Peace!